Welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob L. Lee. <laughs> Said purposely. Um, my, I have two guests this, this evening. Um, my, my first guest is a multidisciplinary designer, plant enthusiast, and bitmap daddy. Please welcome Christopher J. Chester. <laughs> and <you>. secondly... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and secondly, I have a musician, photographer um, that is known for highlighting the vibrancy of the Baltimore music scene. Please welcome Micah E. Wood. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? Thanks for having me, Rob L. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Rob. We, uh, you got a chaotic duo here today. Uh, I can tell. I can tell. This is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. It's always, it's always interesting to talk to people who are multi-hyphenated and podcasting radio is one of those hyphens. So I dig mm-hmm. it. So... I want to dive right in um, because we're going to be ping-ponging it. Um, tell us about your background, where you grew up, and you know those early experiences that led you to the work that you're doing at this very moment. Please chime in uh, first. Micah, See, I feel like you got to direct traffic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, I was going <laughs> to let Chris go first, but you know, can I curse on this? We can curse on this, right? Sure. That's my first question. Can I curse? <laughs> My second question is, will my mother hear this? I know she will. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So you're asking me what again? What I do? I'm doing great. (laughs) Yo, I'm a a business professional. Let's get started. So what's your background? Like, you know, Mm. where you grew up and all of that good stuff. And really, what are those experiences that led you to where you're at now? Yeah, Rob. So I'm from Newport News, Virginia. Uh, it's somewhere between Virginia Beach and Richmond. Uh, I won't tell you where. You'll figure it out. Um, it is kind of, it calls itself a city, but it don't got the energy of one. Uh, and it don't got the art of one either. That being said, you know, I grew up really close to Virginia Beach. So I was really like grew up on Pharrell and Missy Elliott and Neptunes and that whole kind of the the V of the DMV. Um And that kind of inspired a lot of my youth. And I kind of started doing concert photography. Mm -hmm. Um, My first concert was 13 years old. I saw Kanye. Uh, My second concert was Regina Spector. And then from there, I started bringing a little pocket camera to shows. And really, it was just to remember it, you know, maybe shoot a little video. And once I got my first good portrait, I was hooked. I realized that there was something so magical about photography and honestly not trying to be down on myself, but I had never been good at something before. Uh, I don't know if anyone can relate to that feeling, but like at 16, 15, 16, like finding something and be like, Oh, I'm good at this. <laughs> and now I wish I was good at less things. Cause it's very tiring. Um, but at the time I was very like <laughs> eager to like find my thing. And I felt deeply in love with photography. And then when I went to school for photography, I searched a lot of places in Baltimore. I went researching Baltimore. I found some of the most exciting and weird shit around. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to there. Um, And I can't imagine ever leaving. I've been here now 13 years, I believe. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. So Christopher, if you want to chime in. 
Oh yeah. Well, uh, Rob, I'm from Baltimore. Uh, grew up here. Uh, got roots here. Family been here for a long time. Uh, I grew up on the west side of the city and the west side of the county. Uh, I'm all I've been pro west. Uh, <laughs> never over east. Never hey, catch me over east. Language. <laughs> <laughs> we out here. For those that know. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, Grew up in Gwen Oak, uh, lived with my grandparents in Sandtown, Winchester for a bit. Um, also spent a lot of time out in Woodlawn uh, as well. Um, also was in the private school circuit. Uh, I had the firstborn privilege of being tested with the private school. And so my parents just sent me through the whole time. I got three other brothers who weren't so lucky, but you know, they doing well. Um, so I got... Uh, it's a budgeting issue, you know? You know, with that many kids, you can only do but so much. Listen, we got the six-year age gap, um, but they're all over too. But uh, yeah, um, let's see my background. So I'm a designer. Um, I've always been like into the visual arts. Some of the earliest memories of me, um, always keeping a sketchbook. But also, I feel like with any designer uh, I know, um, pirating your first copy of Photoshop. Nice. Uh, it's a rite of passage. Definitely a rite of passage. Uh, I was on the internet a lot as a kid, like that early aughts internet experience, <laughs> or as I call it, that Bush era internet. Uh, <laughs> it hits different. Like before social media, when you were just like on there discovering stuff, um, had a lot of tech creativity. Um, and so that kind of inspired me to start looking into design. I was definitely uh, trying to mimic what I would see not only in album art, but also like Pokemon cards and stuff at the time, because I was a kid in Photoshop. Um, but then uh, during the MySpace era, and I will say, I'll plus one Cam, I listened to his episode where he was like, we were all copying and pasting code. And he's absolutely right. But, you know, I feel like that was a nice entryway into both graphic design and coding for yeah. me as well, because I was just like, oh, you can like visualize things by writing it out. So, you know, just being on the internet up to no good, acting up and uh, also being creative at the same time. But um, eventually I would go to Micah, uh, spent a lot of time there. Uh, my mom was always a big Artscape fan. And so I'd always wanted to go to Micah prior, just knowing the history. Um, my uncle who passed away um, in 2014, he was actually going to apply to Micah back in the 60s before getting drafted to Vietnam. Um, and so I remember he and I having a conversation before he passed and him being like really excited that I was going because he never got to go. But I figured it was the next step for me to try to figure myself out as a designer. And uh, yeah, now I um, have been doing just graphic design around Baltimore um, for, damn, probably like a decade now. Um, and I feel like I have both a connection to music and agency work as well within design. And I've always been a big music fan, but yeah. have loved visualizing uh, music through design. So it uh, goes hand in hand. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you both for sharing your your backgrounds. Um, so, I want to I want to throw this one back to you, Christopher. Like, tell me about the that 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 day job and what kind of like like work you're doing within the day job. Yeah. So by day, I'm currently working at the Atlantic as a product designer. Um, I was just recently promoted to senior product designer, so my role has been changing a little bit over there. Um, so I'm overseeing our. Uh, article experience. So for those that don't know, The Atlantic is a journalism company. Um, we produce editorial content uh, and document uh, long-form journalism. We're not a breaking news uh, 
journalism company. Um, and so currently I oversee design for our article experience, how people read the articles that our editors are writing, also creating tools for both our editors and our readers to be able to interact and get more out of their journalism experience. And um, I get to oversee a lot of cool projects right now. I've been there, it'll be three years this July. Yeah. And um, I'm currently like working on our archive um, and the Atlantic's been around since 1857. So there's a lot in there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm constantly learning about things and it's also been influencing my own design um, as well. And then, uh, yeah, we also have podcasts over there. So I'm thinking about how you design podcasts and how do you design audio from like a journalism perspective. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and I think the day job kind of influences some of the design work I do outside of work. Yeah. Um, and I'm always pro work a day job that can help you continue to do things in the life that you want to do or get done. Um, but I just, I feel like I am blessed to have a job that is both the hobby and the career path that I wanted in my life. So it feels good. Yeah, that's a very good thing. And one of the things you touched on that I really dug um, is, you know, having a, a, a day job that kind of serves you, you're getting something out of it more than the the, the check or what have you, and it, it serves what that calling might be, that vocation might be. And that's a weighty term that's thrown around, you know, like people say, oh, it's my calling. It's like to, to fry fries? No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much more than work yeah. uh, out there. You know, like my job is just one part of what I do, but like I have a ton of other hobbies and interests that work is funding, you know, yeah. like I try not to put it all on work, uh, but you should definitely do more with, um, with what your life can be. Other yeah. than you, know, just you, work. Know, you know what, Rob, I'm going to challenge you on that though. Cause I went to this, uh, Baltimore, uh, <laughs> very expensive, uh, restaurant, uh, that I did not go back to due to the price of it. I'm not flexing. I promise. And they told me, they told me that they have innovated a new way to fry the potato and uh, so maybe that is that guy's calling because that potato was smacking. It was very crunchy. Uh, <laughs> did, you go to, did you go to Wendy's? I went to <laughs> Tilted Row. <laughs> Wait, no, Tilted Row. Is that the name of the place? What's the place behind you at your old spot? Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Uh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> at your old spot. Your old spot. I'm not giving your address. Oh, the Tilted Row. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, told, they told me they innovated some new way to crunch a potato. You know, I'm just saying it might be his calling. Not I, the I, point. I will, say, <laughs> I will say, and I will throw this in there, I am planning a trip to, I believe, I think it's in Hollywood, uh, I believe Gucci has a, like, kind of like a cafe, and they have, like, an order of, like, a small order of $24 french fries. So I'm going to make that a thing. Are they yeah, monogrammed? I uh, Bluetooth? The, the container is. Yeah, yeah. Do they have Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> the container's monogrammed. <laughs> I get that Gucci grease, you know? It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> Gucci grease. So, so Micah. I'm going to put that in my hair, you know? Let's talk about, let's talk about music a little bit. Um, what type of music do you create? What made it motivate you to make it? Well, I mean, as I was saying earlier about some of my, like, early inspirations, I make like i i guess it's just like pop music you know anything in that realm i kind of gr growing up i think there was a point in like high school and whatnot and i think we've all kind of been there but just like small like maybe white lying about what you're into you know someone's like oh you listen to that you're like oh hell yeah you're like, i don't know what that is uh and for years i just like really like especially in my childhood and into when i first started college i just wanted to be liked and perceived and i wanted to be cool and eventually i 
gave up on it uh and that's where we're at today um is fully giving up on this chase of cool but uh i learned there's this miraculous thing about pop music and how it transcends time and trends and a good true pop song you can listen to in any year and despite maybe it's production giving an example of you know what year it came from it should never hold you and be like, Oh, this is so 2004. It's like, you know, there's plenty of pop songs. Don't get me wrong, but not all are created equal, but that chase of a song that can truly be loved by so many different people, I think is, and mean something different to so many people is so special to me. Like I just played a show recently and there was a 78 year old woman who's my neighbor, who's been in Baltimore her whole life. And there was a six year old and they were both vibing hard to it. And that's like, that's a huge goal for my music is like creating something that anyone can find something in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So music like that, growing up on it, you know, is very inspiring. Like I, my mom raised me on like earth, wind and fire and Prince and a lot of like soul music. And she did not really like old white dude, um, <laughs> like music, like the Beatles and stuff. Um, so I, I, I love that stuff. I ended up finding it on my own, but I wasn't raised on that. I was raised on soul and then orchestra classical music that my dad likes and maybe a little female led nineties country. Um, And so like, that's what my parents were playing for me. And so I think I learned kind of how to kind of exist between a lot of that. And so it was really cool growing up and sharing genres uh, that were inspired by the things my mom was really into. Like, my brother and I played her outcast and it blew her mind. (laughs) Like this is, you know, like 17. So kind of chasing those genres of like soul warming heartfelt, or at least emotional. Like, I don't want to create a vapid song that has no, that doesn't tell a story or doesn't share an emotion. That's just like, you know, Saturday. Yeah. I'm talking about Saturday. It's a Saturday. We're hanging out. Saturday, uh. good vibes, the party's happening Saturday. Are you there Saturday? Like, I, I don't want to make that song. I want to share something so personal that I feel weird around the people that I play it for. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to do something on a Saturday now for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. It's just there. Uh, <laughs> that being said, Rebecca Black's Friday goes hard. It slaps. <laughs> it shouldn't. I don't want to make that song, but I do want to listen to it. Um. So I, I got I got one more uh, specifically for Christopher. Then two then two more that we can kind of ping pong. And then we got those rapid fire ones. They were done. Ooh, spicy. Right. So um, so Christopher, I read that um, consistent learning is a goal for you, and I kind of have a similar goal. Um, how do you go about learning a new skill? Are you a slow and steady kind of guy? Are you do you just like dive in and raw dog it? Like, tell me about your approach to learning. <laughs> Um, so I think I have a couple of different approaches to learning, you know, there's learning by myself, right. And that's just on my own time. Um, that's me finding a topic and really focusing on it, mm-hmm. but then there's learning through other people. Um, and I love when somebody tells me something that I don't know, like a fun fact or something about them that's really fascinating, or if they are really interested in completing a goal and i'm like well what kind of steps do you need to do that and learning like what their own goals are and learning about them i feel like i often really connect with people through seeing their personal growth and watching them achieve as well um that's something that i have found about myself over the years but i always remind myself that i don't know everything 
Um, and I often look back at my own career path that um, it took a lot of like self-driven learning to get to where yeah. I am, even after school. Like, I really didn't know what graphic design was uh, until I was at MICA. And then when I left MICA, like, I was still sort of in this position where um, I still needed to learn more to kind of get to where I wanted to go. And so I was not only learning through people that I was hanging out with, people I looked up to, um, specifically a lot of people that Micah introduced me to, his older brother, Ronan, um, some of their immediate friends, Jackson and Gabe as well, who are also uh, designers. Um, But also thinking about ways that instead of just focusing on my own career, what can I do that will influence like my interests? So like taking care of plants is one of those things. Um, like it gives me a focus. It's like not immediate, it's not an immediate reward, but as you continue to work it, it becomes a mental habit and it becomes rewarding to see like your work and efforts pay off with that. Um, it's also not a thing that has a constant answer. Like every, every plant needs a different thing and it can be a, a yeah, the, uh, the, the need for like a constant answer, like that patience is, is something that I have a lot. Um, and so I know that I may not always get the answer that I want in something that I am looking to solve or looking to learn, but I can always have a general interest in something, go to seek it out or find somebody that knows it. Like, yeah. I'm never afraid to just ask people about their knowledge or what they're doing. Um, and I think that's always given me a bit of a, a one-up to where not only where I want to be, but also help the people in my life get to where they want to be. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Not everything is taught in school. And a lot of that you get from peers and like, you know, I, I, I it was one of the things I love most about Chris, but yeah, my, my bubby always taught me, uh, which is Hebrew for grandmother. She always taught me that it, it never hurts to ask. Yeah. So you know, that constant curiosity and asking the worst thing they're going to say is, no, I'm not going to tell you that, but most likely they're going to share it with you and you can gain new information. And also I think it's very reflective of Chris's love to learn that he chose the role of being like a product designer where the product is constantly changing and technologies are constantly advancing, you know, like I, I don't hate learning new things, but I would love to not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> microphones, <laughs> microphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Rob and I before this started, I was like, "Listen, I don't know how this box works. I just know that it makes my voice louder, and I know how to record it." Yeah, I, I, I think that that's. I think it's it's big to always have some pursuit that you're driving after, uh, to to learn something new. To for me, it's like, how can I make this an easier process? Right. And how can I share what I've learned? And even in doing this podcast, um, I always do the thing of like, how can I steal? How can I steal from other people? And like, oh, yeah. this is what you do. Great. Oh, yeah. I know. So much that. of art is theft. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like graphic design is all theft. I tell people all the time, like, if you're learning a new tool in design. Copy your favorite website. Yeah. Copy your favorite app. Literally just take the screenshots and learn the tools by copying what you see or interact with every day. I mean, that's day. what MySpace taught us. Yeah. Yeah. No one was out there like hand coding the like you know, no. sparkly cursor. Like, <laughs> like what are what are snippets? You know what I mean? And right, exactly. even in even in doing a podcast, as I was describing with the movie one, I was like, this is just a ripoff of the rewatchables. Like right. it's it's but I but I think in it, it's like what 
is baked in with the person that's doing it? What are you adding to it? What's that next layer? You know, when you have um, virgin control, you add that new that new component to it. It's like, oh yeah, this is Rob's seasoning on top of this. Uh, there is this great quote, and I'm probably butchering it, but there's like the singer of Dirty Projectors who like produces all of his own stuff was like. He like really wanted to, I think it was the Ramones. He was like, yeah, this record is me trying to totally steal the Ramones record, but I haven't heard it in 20 years. <laughs> and I love that. Like, yeah, yeah I'm trying to steal from something, but I actually haven't heard it in so long that I remember nothing from it. <laughs> so all you're really stealing is like the energy and it's just something to like start your motivation off. But yeah. like, I wish I instantly knew all the technology I need to make something creative that being said, I do love learning new things. Sometimes I find myself learning something new and someone's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. Don't you, don't you, don't you like to just be good at things for no reason at all? I like when we were able to capture like the energy of something. Uh, I remember listening to like K Rock, and they were doing this bit about um, it was maybe a David Bowie thing. And I'm like, and what I'll do is I'll look for a song, I'll like hum it, I'll do the whole thing. And I was like, you're doing a play on a song that's not really a song, but it has a David Bowie energy from like the late '70s. And I was like, I want this song to be a thing. Why doesn't it exist? What the hell, you know? <laughs> Just send it to me. <laughs> it's your time to shine now, Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right now, right now, I'm just trying to be Lou Reed. That's what my new songs are like. I don't, I, you know, I just want to be a cool old Jew. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Boom, boom, boom. Um, so <laughs> I, I want to hit these rabbit fire ones because I like the first question, and then we'll we'll wrap up from there. Um, sounds good, guys. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So um, we're going to try to get hit these as quickly as possible, and I, and I need answers from both of you. Um, what is your cringiest habit? <laughs> That's why I'm very proud of that question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cringiest habit? Um, damn. Ooh. <laughs> Is it, at better points, if it's public, like I do this thing where sometimes when cars are coming, I'll jaywalk and I'll point at the driver like, don't you dare. I'll do that. And I realize I do it. And I was like, it's smug. But also it's like someone should hit me. I should just get hit. Oh, mm. man. Yeah. I mean, jaywalking is definitely one that I do. Uh, Everybody jaywalks I, that's in the Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, that's the Baltimore thing. Like, just crossovers. <laughs> if you don't jaywalk, you might get hit. Um <laughs> Uh, cringiest oh, habit. Uh, I definitely can't call cats. That's great. I think that's like such a funny pun. Like, come here. Yeah. Like, come here, shorty. <laughs> Are you walking around like that with your tail up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, mine is driving around the city, uh, trying to practice my own songs. So it just looks like I'm listening to my own music. And I'm constantly driving around and I'm like, I'm glad no one knows me. But if anyone does, holy crap, they're going to be like, this dude must love his song too high. (laughs) No, I just can't. I need time. Okay. Next one. Next one. (laughs) Because I'm going to keep laughing and it's not going to. Who do you get the best advice from? Um, My friend Raphael. He's known me since I was 19. Uh, my brother, or now my therapist, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> which aren't this aren't the same person for full transparency. The professional answer for me is also my therapist. <laughs> Mine's is future me. Probably it's just like Rob, you can't uh, do that. You, you the worst advice I guess get is from Chris. Oh, definitely. Shit. <laughs> um, 
This is food and bev related because I enjoy foods. I, I would oh, hope yeah. you too as well. Wow, um, hot take. <laughs> yeah, so spicy. Uh, what is your go-to place and what's that go-to order? Like, if lo- uh, more points if it's local. Oh, of course it's local. Where else am I going to go? I mean, tofu <laughs> bowl from Ekiben. Ooh. I would, I would die on the hill of tofu. <laughs> oh, <fun>. uh, <laughs> Uh, I definitely the got three. Hill. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Have you had the Ekiben tofu? No, not specifically Ekiben, just tofu as a concept. First off, you're a hater, and yes. I'm going to remember that for always. Uh, but second off, get the tofu bowl from Ekiben. It is the best tofu you will ever experience in your life. You're Hands selling the ticket. You're selling the ticket. And then text me if it's wrong, and I'll uh, pay you back. Fair. Uh, I'm impressed that you said Ekiben, Micah. Uh, that's all. Ekiben's always a go-to, uh, yeah. but Nuna's is uh, mm. definitely my my go-to spot. Uh, I will say it's the best pizza in Baltimore, but I got, I got not for it. the ve- it's not for the vegans. It's not vegan friendly. Not but, for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, but if you uh, if you get down with a little cheese, and even if you lactose intolerant, and still get down with a little cheese, uh, definitely Nuna's is my go-to spot for sure. You hear that, folks? <laughs> live dangerously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live Moss. You know, if you got to risk can't... it all. Listen, go to Nunas. Right. Risk it at Nunas. <laughs> Design. <laughs> My, mine is Polly G's. That's the better pizza, but it's okay. We don't got to fight. Oh. We don't got to fight. Mm. See, I'm, I'm I'm working on having a custom pizza at a place, so you know that's going to be mine once they sign that check. But um, yeah, that's what I'm doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. That's, that's me. That's now. me with ice cream. If anyone asks me, I'm like, it's the Charmery. I do love them, but they gave me an ice cream one day, and that's that's fam now. <laughs> that's that's Waffy right now. Currently, there is a Waffy Rob Lee Rock Waffy uh, concoction that's out there. Listen, that's the Harker Brothers for me. This is like it's like starter Pokemon, right? Wow. Here, you know? <laughs> Let's all just eat ice cream together and talk shit about the other one, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know the thing about Mr. Scoops? Boo shit. <laughs> you know what? Nothing's got anything on my charmery, all right? They put brownie inside a brownie, inside of a brownie ice cream. I mean, what do you got on that? It's like Inception, but for like like fat shit. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> So I got that's I got the name of my new memoir. <laughs> I got two more. Um, what is the first letter of your favorite curse word? F. F. Uh, okay, thought so. Also, uh, I'm a I'm a strong I'm a strong proponent of the C one as well. Really? Yeah, that's a fun one. He loves yeah. saying crap. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's great. You know what I'm talking about, Rob. Yeah, Chris yes. is always like, this, this is bull crap. It's got a nice, like, like oomph to it, you know? Like, yeah, it's kind of got hills and valleys, you know, the, for sure. I, I, I throw around the word cock a lot just, just for the sake of it. Like, I would just be like, I'll stub my toes. It's like, cock. My girl would be like, like, what are you saying? It's wow. Like, eh. You're going to start a revolution. That's the goal. That's the goal. I had a few too many white girls like stop listening to my other podcast because she because uh, she said uh, one of them said that I uh, started throwing around um, Chris's word a little too much. Uh. And I was like, yeah, but I was talking about British dudes. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a British go to. Like, if we were both born in Europe, that would easily be top two. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little Cockney, you know, <laughs> bro. This guy. <laughs> no, I refuse. Flag on the play. Strike that. Just 
stenographer. We'll, we'll, we'll we? fix it in post. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll workshop. <laughs> uh, this is the last one I have. Um, describe yourself as three emojis and go. Ooh, new emojis just dropped today. Um, yeah. I'm definitely the smirk face emoji. Um, the woozy emoji <laughs> and cowboy hat emoji. How Actually, we? no. Can I add a fourth one for extra Please. credit? Please. Fourth one for extra credit, sparkles emoji. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, how you not got the sparkles emoji? Know, that's that Chris's, that's, that's his most used emoji. <laughs> fucking OG. That's definitely in the top row. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere between like the watery eye one, uh, the full smile one, and um, I'm trying to think of like an alternative one I sometimes use, but I might just be too wholesome, you know? Uh, <laughs> fun for the whole family. Uh, I also do love the little glittery one, but I, I fully stole it from Chris. Um, I'm an influencer, Rob. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go on the next great influencer. <laughs> With my 1,100 followers. I, I have Bro. like, I have like three of them as well. I'll throw out there. Um, I have that red devil with like the beard, the ogre Oni looking joint. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Um, but I'm bald now. So I might have to retire that one. Um, the, the microphone obviously is literally, I have that microphone right in front of me and Classic. probably, probably you do the, have the microphone emoji right in front of you. People, people, people don't see it. So they can't be talking about it, but <laughs> I want to get that tattoo. It's going to be some LL Cool J of podcasting. It's going to be terrible. terrible. Better than the Ice Cube of podcasting. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That's Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, he's a dickhead. Um, the, the 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 fuck the, the one with the like the 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 lines and the eye lines because oh, uh, yeah. my buddy says whenever I take my glasses off, I don't know if this works for you, you Chris, but whenever I take my glasses off, my eyeballs disappear. Sometimes, so or like a, a sleepy day for sure. I guess it's just uh, factory settings. <laughs> <laughs> just de facto missing eyes. It's not great. Um, I want to addendum mine because the disco ball emoji came out today. So yeah, that, that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be using that one recklessly. Now I got to go through the new emojis because I feel like I'm missing a whole like edgy side of emojis. Now, how about if I describe Chris in emojis? All right, Please. he's glitter. He's the oh. new beans emoji. Oh, yeah, the new beans emoji is great. I uh, <laughs> I have already made a keyboard shortcut for this nigga eating beans, and it's just emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed about that post a lot, actually. Way too much. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite uh, it's really funny. Twitter history moments. It's really funny. Um, Go off, so, Mike. So, um, I, I want to uh, I want to get ready to, to wrap up because I, we got a few minutes here, and um, I want to one thank both of you for coming on here and being able to flex and and, and sharing because this is this has been fun. This this feels closer to a different podcast that I do, which is really funny to me. But also, um, thank you for sharing some of your story and some of your background. And um, let's, let's not be strangers. And can you tell the fine folks, um, the listeners, where to check you out, check out your work, and check out your um, your social media. Hey, um, you can find me at ChristopherJChester.com, uh, where a new website will be dropping soon. Ooh, I'm not new sure website when, just dropped. <laughs> not sure when this episode's coming, but I'll have new work there. Uh, I'm also Christopher J. Chester on Instagram as well. Um, if you have any thoughts on design or just are curious about getting design or you need a reference for a job, hit me up. 
Uh, I got you. <laughs> you need a reference for Rob or anyone listening to this podcast. Listen, if anyone that <laughs> needs a job in design, I I got you. <laughs> I love the idea. It's like anyone out there, send me an email. I will lie. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Literally, that was the question for the podcast I did before this. I was like, so how often and when do you lie? <laughs> the rapid only, fire questions are just me trolling. I only lie for the betterment of the world, never for myself. <laughs> Damn, okay, Batman. <laughs> uh, Rob, how long do these usually take to come out? What's your process? I'm um, going to ask you a question. Yeah, um, it, it depends on really where it fits because um, I try to do these themed months. I can have this back in like a couple of days, but generally I try to do these themed months. So this will probably fit within probably the June June post. Cool. Um, so yeah. uh, Chris will have a new website out when this comes <laughs> out. I'm just going to promise for him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good timeline. Yeah. yeah, it works for your schedule, Chris. Great. He's fitting it in. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Micah E. Wood at any uh, app or website that provides music. Um, and for photos, if you just scream loud enough, I'll be there. Um, <laughs> I will not lie on a reference, but uh, I will um, gas you up if you need. Send me your work and I will say, wow, that's real pretty. Um, because, you know, I'm here to give feedback, you know, constructive and all. Um, and then, yeah, if we're doing a little bit of plugs, Chris Please. and I have a little radio show that we do on gutsyradio.org. It is called Employees of the Month. Uh, we started out talking about capitalism, more like crapitalism. Uh, and then we went down the uh, pipeline and have spiraled into feelings. Um, and I think... Our next one is going to be about spring, but you're going to miss that one when this podcast drops. So all of them are over on Mixcloud. Uh, besides that, Chris and I do a lot of work together. Uh, we make album covers and we make posters and all that jazz between photo and design collabs. And you can find all that on my website. I can't promise that Chris's new website will include me, but mine <laughs> includes Chris. Um <laughs> Sounds awful. Some, you know? <laughs> sounds like we're taking this to therapy, Rob. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you have a session available? Uh, I mean, some some argue this podcast is actually therapy for the artists. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I think you should not intro your podcast and then just see where it goes and then release it on whatever <laughs> podcast it fits best with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like actually. if somehow Chris spiraled and talked about his least favorite movie for this whole time, you could just release it there. You're really pigeonholing yourself into this box. <laughs> you, you might be right. I think there's some validity there. I'm gonna gonna put that on the uh, the list, uh, the to to do list. Just edit it over. Just be like, welcome to the movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the the levelation is not right there. Any nothing yeah, nothing no, works. No, no. <laughs> Did uh? All right, we'll talk later. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, again, I want to thank um, Micah Ewood and Christopher J. Chester for coming on to the podcast. And, um, yeah, I am Rob Lee saying there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.